We are back yet again at the Thick Men Inc. podcast, and it has reached the time of the year again where websites and journalists are making these arbitrary top 10 lists. So we here at Thick Men Inc. decide we are going to waste our time, much like these journalists and websites are, and make our own top 10 list, except ours will be correct. And starting things off, the number 10 team in the NFL, in my humble opinion, is the New Orleans Saints. And if James was healthy, I'd have them at 1 after they defeated the Buccaneers, the reigning Super Bowl champions. As it stands now, they are without the best QB in football. And they're in a league driven by quarterbacks. Sure, Alvin Kamara is great, and Michael Thomas will be back very soon. But right now, it's not looking too good for the Saints. They're barely hanging on, and thanks to the weak NFC, they're going to make the playoffs. But I've got them at 10. I'd have the Bengals here, but they lost to Mike White, so they're off the list. I understand the Saints just won and beat the Buccaneers, who many would probably have had in the top five on their power rankings coming into this week. But who truly believes that if Trevor Simeon is at the helm, or if Taysom Hill is at the helm, that they're going to lead the Saints to victories consistently with probably the worst receiving core in the NFL, and Alvin Kamara is the only good piece of that offense. So I don't think going forward, the Saints are going to be very good. And the only argument I could see for them being at 10 is that they beat the Buccaneers and it's going to be a very short stay for them on the top 10 list or anyone's top 10 power rankings, if anyone even has them in the top 10. So I think that is a kind of a crazy placement for me, especially since Jameis is out and the fact that they have a loss to the Giants on their resume. Well, you know, the presence of Jameis Winston in that clubhouse is a big upside for me. You saw him dancing on his crutches after tearing his ACL. That is a true leader and a true man among men. So, you know, still got him up there. Who is your number 10 team, Tristan? Coming into this season, or coming into this video I was preparing for the Titans to be my highest ranked AFC team on my power rankings but we've now have found out that Derrick Henry is out six to ten weeks and that greatly diminishes how good the Titans are they are no longer the best team in the AFC so they would probably be my 10th best team it is between them or the Chargers and now coming into the year I thought Justin Herbert was going to be MVP caliber play really well and he's having a good season but that running defense especially is really bad Bad. They can't seem to stop anyone. They've lost a couple close games, and Justin Herbert isn't playing as good as other MVP candidates like Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, even. So the, it'd be the Chargers or Titans for me at 10. Yeah, I can confirm you had Justin Herbert way too high based on the fact you drastically overpicked him in our fantasy league, which is why you were currently in last place, I believe. But I'm not in last, I'm in ninth. I don't hate this pick. I feel like you failed to mention Adrian Peterson, one of the greatest running backs ever, has been signed by the Titans, so I could see them being in this spot. They're a very well-put-together team. Their passing attack is very real, and Adrian Peterson is, of course, Adrian Peterson. So they're going to have plenty of success. They're going to make the playoffs. It's probably the three or the four seed in the AFC, but tough conference where you going to do. But number nine, I've got the Raiders. At Elephant in the Room, the team fired their head coach for some very not-nice emails directed to certain NFL players and a certain NFL commissioner and while the emails about the commissioner probably true let's be honest we know Roger Goodell's about you look at their record you look at their wins loss record their offense has really been clicking their defense is quietly good and their only bad loss in my opinion is to the Bears and that loss took place in the middle of the Gruden email scandal so I'm kind of discounting that Derek Carr looks like he could be an MVP he has the reins that offense the receivers look good Josh Jacobs is getting healthy yet again so I think they're going to win the West they're better than Chargers in my opinion yeah I have the Raiders at nine as well. I mean, they've only oh, lost. This man two. looked at my list already. 
Oh yeah, that's what I did. We we coordinate these things. They've been extremely impressive compared to what I thought they were going to be coming into the season. Seven games into their season in week eight now. I didn't expect them to be atop the AFC West. And I didn't expect their offense to be as productive as it has been. I didn't expect Brian Edwards to be as good as he has been. I didn't expect Hunter Renfro to have as big of a role as he, as he has had. And they have looked really good with John Gruden exiting the building. But it was the Eagles and Broncos, two teams that I think are both pretty bad and they don't have extremely insane wins on their schedule so far they were able to pull off a win against the Chiefs but they've won three games they're playing the Giants right now as we speak the Giants aren't a good football team and that's why I have them at nine because I don't think any of their wins are overly impressive their most impressive win was against the Ravens in week one and that's week one I mean last year the Jaguars got a win in week one so when it comes to a win when it comes to a loss I don't feel like that matters for a lot of teams and they do have a loss to the Bears on there, and everyone knows how bad the Bears' offense. I already has explained been with that Matt though. Nagy. Like you can't just ignore the context of that game. Like their no, coach I know. Had I'm just one saying, foot out the door. I'm not dragging them about the Bears' loss. Is kind of stupid. I still think they're the ninth best team in the NFL, but I feel like some people may be ranking them higher, and I just don't think they've beaten enough good teams to earn a higher ranking on anyone's power rankings. I don't know, man. There's draggery afoot, in my opinion. But speaking of draggery, no. Number eight, I've got the Green Bay Packers. And don't get me wrong, seven straight wins, very impressive. But every year there are these teams, you look back, the best example I can think of, the New England Patriots, the final year of the Tom Brady tenure, undefeated until very late in the season. Looked like a good team on paper, got smacked in the first round, turns out they were frauds. I don't care if they've won seven straight games. Their impressive wins are against the Cardinals, and that's because A.J. Green forgot how to play football, and against the Bengals because the Bengals kicker forgot why he was getting paid millions of dollars to swing his leg. On top of that, they almost lost to Jimmy G's 49ers. Like, this team is a few plays away from having three losses on their schedule. So I find it hard to uh, put them that high on the list. The other teams have got to have them just have more decisive wins, and we all know A-Rod's out of there after this season. So there's not a lot of heart and drive he's going to be put in the playoff. Right? He's not going to put his body on the line. He's not going to run for it on third down, per se. You don't, I mean, I'm going to, I have the panker, pa- Pankers, I have the Packers a lot higher on my list than you do, and you don't get to call the Packers frauds after laying into me that the Cardinals are frauds after they lose to the Packers. That just, that doesn't sit right with me. Uh, I'm laying into the cards too, don't worry. Everyone's getting laid tonight except for you. <laughs> At number eight for me, I have the Buccaneers and they took a big hit on my power rankings because they somehow found a way to lose to the Saints with Trevor Simeon. That is unacceptable. If you're Tom Brady, I don't care how old you are. You could be 70 years old still throwing the football. You cannot lose to the Saints with Trevor Simeon. That is a bad look. Their defense is pathetic. They have no secondary. They gave up 36 points to Trevor Simeon. I'll say it again. Who also had the worst receiving court in the NFL? Now, the Buccaneers' offense is insane. Tom Brady looks better than ever, but I was just shocked that they lost to the Saints, and that is why they come in at eight for me instead of higher on my list. I know. You're kind of a hater, and I've known that for a very long time. You take the anti-Brady-Milton approach, and he finally just... 
beat it into you that he's the go, but now it seems you're taking every opportunity to take a dump on him, and that's okay. Brady's going to go to the NFC Championship game, laugh in your face, and no one will care about the Week 8 power rankings. Say la vie. Kind of too much saying that. We'll talk about the Bucks later, but number seven, I got the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys undefeated except for an opening light loss to the Buccaneers. They're very impressive. They got by far the best record in their division, and because they're weak division, they're probably going to be a top two seed in the NFC. Maybe the three seed, but they're going to be up there. Maybe not first round by, but they're certainly one of the best teams record-wise. Their offense, best in football, in my opinion, besides maybe a few which will be mentioned. They got Dak, they got Cooper, they got CD, and they got Zeke, and that offensive line is clicking yet again. Simply electric. And the creme de la creme, the cherry on top, they managed to win a game against a granted very mediocre Minnesota Vikings team with a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush. If you can go out there and win without your starting quarterback, your MVP candidate, you are a very impressive team. That's why I got the Cowboys right here. Once again, I don't understand how you're ranking a team this low, and this is coming from a Cowboys hater, a lifelong Cowboys hater. I don't see you how, how you have the Cowboys coming in at seven. That makes absolutely no sense to me considering because I've got six are, teams better than them. They are two points away from being undefeated in week one. And also, we've talked about how week one doesn't matter. So I have the Cowboys higher on my list. And my number seven ranking is going to be a bit controversial to some, considering a team I have ranked higher than them on my list actually lost to them. At number seven, I have the Bengals. They would have been top five for me this week if it was not for the loss to the Jets. You can't go to New York, lose to Mike White, and be ranked any higher than seven. That gets you knocked down a couple pegs. Even if you beat the Ravens, blow out the Ravens, you can't then go the next week and lose to the Jets. That is not okay. Now, their offense is extremely dynamic with the combination of Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Now, C.J. Azuma has been putting up some numbers, and their defense has been much better, but you can't lose to the Jets and expect to be that high in the power rankings. When it comes to the Ravens-Bengals game, the Ravens were winning at the beginning of the third quarter, and the game just got away from them in my opinion the Bengals come in at seven very disappointing considering they're looking like a top five team well I hope when the Bengals listen to this they'll realize man Tristan Kogan is right we can't lose to those draft teams like the Jets hey to be fair most teams lose to Mike White very good quarterback the only two I can think which are better than them are Mike Hawk and Mike Hunt but moving on my number six team I've got the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson is good at football a shocking statement to some holy scripture to others their defense a very talented kind of starting to click again looking like last year's form. Their run game remains electric. Their backfield in pieces, 14 torn ACLs in total, carried solely by Lamar Jackson. I think they're a good team, Dolmer. I just don't have them as high as a lot of people seem to. The Ravens will go as far as Lamar Jackson can take them to the playoffs. A wonderful place that I fondly refer to as the second round. But Lamar's great. It might win a second MVP, just I don't have them that high. Their offense kind of lacking besides them. I mean, I have the Ravens at the exact same spot in my power rankings. I think they are the sixth best team in the NFL. Like I said, I have them a notch above the Bengals simply because they are not the team that lost to the Jets. Um, they're still a top their division now they're they're five and two the Bengals are behind them at five and three so if they win this week they'll be at the top of the AFC North again even though the Ravens have collected some losses this year they lost to the Raiders in week one I've said it I think three or four times on this podcast week one losses or wins I don't think really show us much and they now lost to the Bengals Lamar is leading comebacks he led the comeback against the Colts he led the comeback against the Chiefs and it always feels like they have a chance to win the game now with Lamar on the field. So that is why I think they're coming in at six for me.
me. They're top the AFC North. I think they compete with any team in the NFL. They're six for me. Not quite type five. There's one AFC team better than them right now. Once again, Tristan Peaks at my list gets it right. My number five team, and this is going to seem a little bit low to some. I've got the Cardinals, and there are two real issues with the Cardinals. First off, that loss to the Packers. That's more so on AJ Green, the individual thing, the Cardinals, the team. They're undefeated season, up in smoke, Tom Fullery afoot, say la vie. But this team should have lost a lot sooner. If the Vikings kicker hits a 40-yard field goal, this team does not remain undefeated for very long. And if you're in a game with the Vikings, a bad football team that close and it comes down to that, I have very little faith in you. That pair of the fact they lost their emotional leader in J.J. Watt, I just can't move him up that high. I think the J.J. Watt loss is just as big a locker room effect as it is going to be an on-field effect. But the Cardinals, they're going to regress. They're not even the best team in their division anymore. Well, I'm going to assume the only reason you have the Rams higher on your list above the Cardinals is because of the recent trade with Von Miller. And I can No, I've got him down here, even if Von Miller wasn't on the team. That injury to Watt Well, then you're, just, then you're just flat out wrong. Because I mean, I'll talk to because I have the Cardinals higher on my list. Because the Cardinals have impressive wins, and they lose one game. They don't deserve to be knocked down all the way to five. But the team that does deserve to be at five is the Bills. They are a really good team. Don't get me wrong top five team in the nfl some people want to label them as the best team in the nfl but all they've done is beat up on terrible teams and now i know that they have dismantled the texans and they dismantled the dolphins they didn't give up any points i understand the sentiment that it is hard to beat any team in the nfl that badly but they have not beat a team with a winning record when they have played teams with winning records guess what happens they play the titans and they lost now i think they're better than the titans now because the only reason the titans won that game was because of derrick henry I now think the Bills are the best team in the AFC after the Derrick Henry injury, and they may finish with the best record in the AFC because the only teams with winning records on their schedule, records above 500, 500 or better, sorry, are the Bucks and Patriots. Their schedule is terrible. They are the fifth best team in the AFC, and it'll be interesting to see how good they are come playoff team when they actually have to play teams with a record that is above 500. You struggled to get that one out, man. I don't blame you. I would struggle saying something that wrong, too. But look, I'll talk about the Bills later. Got some thoughts about that Titans game. It is sad that Derrick Henry, the best running back in football we've seen since Adrian Peterson, maybe even since before him, is injured. But I'm not going to get into that. At number four, I've got the Buccaneers. And they got Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time, and are about to enter four straight bye weeks with their very weak schedule. The Buccaneers are going to lose at maximum one more game this year and will probably be one of the top two seeds in the NFC, paired with the fact that their defense will get healthy by the time the playoffs come, I can see them jumping up to the top of my rankings. Right now, Gomet for that offense is too good. Best wide receiver call we may have ever seen. You can only compare it to teams like the Minnesota Vikings when they had Randy Moss. That unit, amazing. But they're just so talented everywhere. Playoff Lenny has become regular season Lenny. Offense is too good. Front seven still good. Secondary will get healthy. The Buccaneers are just going to keep winning. Even if the secondary gets healthy, that doesn't mean it's that good. And when it comes to their receiving core good in general... To beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Gronkowski has barely been able to step on the field. And that was more due to their passers, by the way. And Antonio Brown has barely been on the field. So I just have the Buccaneers down a couple notches in our midseason power rankings because their defense is atrocious. I don't need to dwell on it again. And they just lost to the Saints with Trevor Simeon. That shows that they have some weaknesses and they can lose to a team with an elite offense because of how bad that defense is. Now, What team stops the Buccaneers in the playoffs in the NFC? I think any of the teams I have ranked above them in the (laughs) NFC. 
What an opinion. We'll get to those teams in a second. <laughs> right now, maybe. Coming in at number four for me in the NFL is the Dallas Cowboys. And once again, this it does not I don't this doesn't bring me joy to rank the Cowboys as the fourth best team in the NFL. I'd much rather have the Giants up here. The Cowboys with Dak Prescott are an elite team. And we found out last night with Cooper Rush they can even win games. The Vikings are not where nowhere near close to the worst team in the NFL. They're better than probably every other team in the NFC East, the Cowboys. Cowboys division and the Cowboys were able to find a way to win as long as the Cowboys defense is decent above average which it is above average especially Micah Parsons in the middle now and defensive player of the year leader Trevon Diggs they can win football games and with Dak leading the offense and he just talked about the Bucks receiving core the Cowboys receiving core is pretty insane Cedric Wilson randomly has even showed up as a good receiver and then they have Zeke and Tony Pollard in the backfield so I think the Cowboys are a very good football team I think they can compete with any team in the NFL. I think they can beat any team in the NFL. Any team can beat any team. The Bengals got beaten by the Jets, the backup quarterback. They're all professional athletes, so I guess you're right, but I don't think playoff time, I'm saying. I I have zero faith in our friends in Dallas until they actually prove something to me in the playoffs. When's the last time they won a playoff game, Tristan? Exactly. playoff game. Silence. He's going on Google right now to try and seem smart. (laughs) Nothing you could look up will make you seem that smart, pal. Compost. No faith in close games. I'll be honest with you on that, too. Grant, they beat the Vikings in a fairly close game, but they're the Vikings. Vikings stink. My number three team in the NFL is the Buffalo Bills, and the offense is finally starting to click. If they let Josh Allen play the entire game, but hey... They get up by too much too quick. They take him out, rest him a little bit. Once they get healthy, once the offensive and defensive line heal up, they're going to be a problem. Josh Allen, very good at football. Will continue his playoff career trajectory of advancing past the game he was eliminated the previous year and winning that next game. Bills are set for success. They are the best team in the AFC. And about the Titans game, looking at that, if the Bills played the Titans 10 times, they'd probably win those, let's say, 8 of those 10 games. The only way the Titans beat the Bills is Derrick Henry has the best rushing game in the past five years. He had that. No big deal. Great players are going to have great performances. That's not going to be a regular thing. Players aren't going to have transcendent games against a decent Bills defense every single game. And their main obstacle, the Kansas City Chiefs, has taken themselves out of play off contention. The Bills are the favorites to win the NFC in a lot of people's opinions, mine included. But I've still got two teams above them. I mean, I, I can't be as mad at you as I thought I was going to have to be. I was coming into this preparing for you to say the Bills are the best team in the NFL. Thankfully, you were not that delusional. So I'm, I'm not too worried about your placement of them at three. At Coming in at number three for me, I would have had, prior to the Von Miller trade, I would have had the Rams. I think after that trade, I'm slot the Rams up one more spot on my list and I'd put the Spoiler Cardinals at number alert. three. And I think the Cardinals, they still have an argument for the best team in the NFL. NFL. They have impressive wins. They did beat the Rams. But now we do have the question of how good Kyler Murray is going to be once he gets banged up. He's now dealing with a sprained ankle. And last year when he injured his throwing shoulder, it was I don't it might have been a sprained AC joint. I'm not sure what it was. After Hale Murray, they went on to lose what was it, like seven of their last whatever, and they stunk it up. They stunk it up and missed the playoffs by a long shot. And when it comes to the game against the Packers, if there's not three turnovers, it's probably a very different game if Rondo Moore doesn't muff a punt and give the Packers the ball on the one yard line 
that's a big turning point in the game. If Rondo Moore doesn't let the ball tip off his fingers on a slant route and it's an interception, that changes the game. And then like you said, if AJ Green grows a few brain cells and realizes that they're probably not going to run the ball, he's going to turn around and win the game with 12 seconds left. So the Cardinals are the number three team on my list. I think they are a very good team. I think if anyone calling them frauds is just delusional. Eh, not frauds. Watt getting hurt. Kyler Murray getting hurt. They're kind of in trouble. They're not going to be a um, Super Bowl favorite in my opinion. But you've got the Rams at two. You've been peeping at my list yet again. You got another one right. Good job. As much as I'd love to put the Bills at the two spot, the Rams going out and acquiring one of the best pass rushers in football to pair with the best pass rusher in football seems a bit unfair fair in my opinion. The Rams have one of the best D-lines ever and Don Line have 15 sacks to close the year out. They paired Von Miller with Aaron Don. I don't think that has sunk in for a lot of people. Do you know what happened the last time Aaron Don had another competent pass rusher next to him? Nam Kinsu. Great defensive tackle, Nazgo's Von Miller. Aaron Donald had 20 and a half sacks as a defensive tackle. He nearly broke the sack record. That is unprecedented. They went to the Super Bowl that year, and they might go to the Super Bowl again this year. Their offense is amazing. Matthew Stafford has been known to transform into Stat Padford when it matters the most, but I don't think that's going to happen in Sean McVay's offense. They've got weapons everywhere. Their offensive line is healthy, and I just can't see any other team beating the Rams in the NFC, except for maybe one. I Maybe even you haven't realized this at this point in analyzing the Von Miller trade. The Rams have gotten Von Miller, and now they have one of the best pass rushers of the last decade, two of the best pass rushers in the last decade, and Aaron Donald and Von Miller. And on the Rams team is Leonard Floyd still, who has six and a half sacks this year. So now they have Von Miller. We know his history. They have Leonard Floyd, who has six and a half sacks this year, had 10 sacks last year. And then we have Aaron Donald, who's won Defensive Player of the Year three years in a row. That is a defensive line and pass rush that is unreal. Like Isaiah said, one of the best we've ever seen. And then in the secondary, they have Jalen Ramsey, one of the, if not the best cover corner in the NFL. And when it comes to the offensive side of things, I didn't expect Cooper Cup to look like a top five receiver. He's looking like a top three receiver, really. And then there's Robert Woods, who maybe at some point he needs to step up big, which I think he can. And I'm a big believer in Daryl Henderson. So all around, they are a very good team. They only have one loss on their resume, which is the Cardinals, the third ranked team in the NFL, who is also a one loss team. So they're coming in at number two for me. Only, obviously, only one team I think that is better than them right now. Now, let's see if we agree on this one. What you need to win a football game? Strength, speed, intelligence, great play calling. No, none of those things. The thing you need the most to win a football game is very simple. You need your kneecaps. And you know what team has been fighting, scraping, and stealing everybody's kneecaps? Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions are taking every team they play's kneecaps. I am so excited I can finally get on here and praise the Detroit Lions, regardless of the win-loss record. The knees are getting capped. They have a Super Bowl starting quarterback leading their offense, Jared Goff. The only reason he didn't hoist the Lombardi Trophy and the Super Bowl MVP, simply his own performance. Besides that little thing, he was on the verge of greatness. This is an amazing football team. The Detroit Lions are the team to beat in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers who? Kyler Murray who? The MVP, clearly Jared Goff. And Dan Campbell will get Coach of the Year. He is going to turn this organization around. And once again, for the first time since the great Detroit Pistons teams of the 80s, make Detroit a city of champions. I cannot wait to see how this season unfolds. None of what you said makes much of any sense. I Now, I have a, a, a best team in the NFL, and then I have a most dangerous team in the 
the NFL that I'm going to bring to you right now. And I'll start with the best team in the NFL. I think the best team in the NFL is the Green Bay Packers. Their one loss came in week one. I understand that they got blown out by the Saints. But since then, they've ripped off win after win after win. Against the Cardinals, they were able to get a win without three of the four starting receivers on the field. And Aaron Rodgers looked like he did during his MVP season. They also beat the Bengals, who have looked like a top 10 team this year. And the Packers are a team of frauds. You know what their knees are looking like? They're looking pretty rough after that week two game against the Lions. Their knees not intact. They will not be able to hold up <laughs> in the long run. Week week one matters so little to me that I'm very close to even calling them an undefeated team. They just keep on winning no matter how many injuries they're stacking up as long as Aaron Rodgers on the, are on the field. They are the best team in the NFL. They can beat anybody at any time, especially come playoff time. And how I say, is Aaron Rodgers going to throw a football if he doesn't have his kneecaps explain that to me he still has his kneecaps not for long he's gonna play the lines again those things are gonna be gone he eluded them last time not again dan campbell's boys are coming for those things well they haven't been coming for kneecaps all season considering they have zero wins but you want to hear the most dangerous team in the nfl isaiah i cannot imagine there being a team more dangerous than one which bites off the opponent's kneecaps but go ahead lay it on me the most dangerous team in the nfl is the new york giants and they have very sneakily been winning some games they've won two games i know it's only two games but they have won those games and they are the most dangerous when it comes to beating teams with winning records i mean they found a way to beat the saints who beat the packers who only have one loss now i know i just i kind of contradicted myself with saying that loss doesn't matter but if there's one thing i can say about the giants they win games they're not supposed to i mean they obliterated the panthers who are are four and four and they beat the saints who are five and two yet find ways to lose to the broncos pathetic falcons in even worse washington if i am any other team in the nfc and the giants figure out some type of way to get to the seventh seed we never know what record that's going to require considering we're only in the second year of having seven teams make the playoffs i would be very scared because the giants find ways to win games against teams they're not supposed to beat they were supposed to beat the falcons they were supposed to beat the broncos or at least be in a game with them and they were supposed to beat Washington right now as we speak the Giants and right now as we speak the Giants and Chiefs are tied 17-17 the Giants aren't supposed to compete with Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill so they're the most dangerous team in the NFL Isaiah Tristan what you fail to understand is that even the New York Giants a dangerous team a sneakily bad but sneakily good team cannot function without kneecaps they're lucky to avoid the Lions <laughs> but if we're talking about improbable playoff runs I I think our friends in Detroit might be paying them a visit. And they're just going to keep taking kneecaps. Do we have any uh, question of the week this week, Isaiah? Is there uh, any yes. enlightening question you want to bestow upon me? Is the best suited to play without his kneecaps? There is a correct answer to this. Big Ben. That was not the correct answer. Damn it. <laughs> not even close. I just tried to think of somebody who doesn't look like they have kneecaps. Now, I'm pretty sure Dion Lewis. I could be wrong about this. I think it's him. I could be wrong. There's some NFL player out there who doesn't have kneecaps. <laughs> Well, there's Heinz Ward that, who doesn't have an ACL. Now, I know he doesn't play in the NFL anymore. That's a little but I know. If I can track down that player's name, that sworn enemy, that natural counter, that true opponent of the Detroit Lions, if I can find out what team he's playing on, I'll move them above the Lions in my power rankings. But, hey, until that mysterious warrior appears, Lions reign supreme, that's all I've got for you. Subscribe to our YouTube channel all the way up to 106. We'll see you next time. Peace out.